Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. This is our midweek service where we dive deeper into the Word of God, studying the Bible together as a body. We invite you to grab your Bibles, open your minds, and prepare to search the Scriptures with us. We are Relationship Church, the Whole Life Church. Okay, and we're going to start with verse number 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man, am? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias and others Jeremiah as one of the prophets. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Verse 17 says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charged he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Amen. So we see here the disciples, as Jesus is talking to them, he's asking them, what, what are they saying about me? Do they know who I am? And we see uh, Jesus, uh, we see this is in red. And, you know, a lot of times people say, well, Jesus said, everything Jesus said was in red. But, you know, this is being recorded. This is by inspiration, by uh, the word of God, is inspired by God. And, you know, there's only, I was doing some reading on last night, didn't know I was teaching Bible class, but uh, I was doing some reading on last night. And uh, the Jesus only wrote three times. He wrote the Ten Commandments. He wrote on the wall in Daniel, and he wrote on the ground when the uh, woman was caught in adultery. It talked about how Jesus wrote in the sand. We don't know what he wrote, but we know that he wrote it, uh, something, because they were trying to catch him, trying to catch him and uh, see whether he was gonna obey the law of Moses because they wanted to stone this woman. They wanted to kill her because she was caught in the act of adultery. Didn't say anything about the man that she was caught with, but just the woman. So um, he asked her, he said, what, where are your accusers when he lifted up his head? The first thing he said, I'm sorry, first thing he said was, uh, he that is without sin cast the first stone because they wanted to stone her. And they, that's what he was saying. If you're without sin, cast the first stone. 
And so we can learn by this. What we can learn is that we cannot be judgmental of others because Jesus loves us all. And he told the woman, where are your accusers? When he lifted up his head the second time and everyone was gone. And he asked her, Does, do they not condemn you? And she said, no, Lord. And he says, well, I don't condemn you either. Go and sin no more. So um, the scripture tell us in John 5 and 43, he says, I have come in my father's name and you do not receive me. If anyone comes in his own name, him you will receive. So uh, I, when I read that, I thought about the Antichrist when uh, in this world, when the Antichrist, the spirit of the Antichrist is all over because we know that this, the prince and the power of the air is the devil. So we are gonna have to learn how to do what Jesus is telling us to do. There's so many times that uh, the flesh will rise up and we'll do things that, um, you know, that we have to repent for later. But the scripture says the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said to you. So I thought about uh, Luke, uh, the last chapter of Luke, where it says that Jesus breathed on the disciples and opened up their understanding. And when they went to, uh, he, he told them to go to Jerusalem and wait until they be endowed with power from on high. And that's the Holy Ghost. And we see over in Acts where they uh, went to that upper room and the scripture told, told, tells us about the cloven tongues where they began to speak in tongues in different languages. and all the disciples were there and even the mother of Jesus, she had to receive the Holy Ghost. She had to speak in tongues. That's the evidence of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. So if you haven't spoken tongues, do you know that you have the Holy Ghost? How do you know that you have the Holy Ghost? So in Philippians 2 and uh, 9, it says the name of Jesus Christ is a powerful name that is above every name. The name has the potency of giving Christians whatever they need on this earth. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and using psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. That whatsoever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It says everything that you do in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not some things, but everything that you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came back, he told Simon, um, when Simon said that um, he was the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus came back. He said, God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get the answer out of books or from teachers, but my father in heaven, God himself, let you in on the secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. He says, you are Peter, a rock. 
This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. So in other words, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we remember Peter as he was um, talking, as he was praying, as Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. And they came to arrest Jesus after Judas had betrayed him. But before that, Peter had told him that I'll go with you. I'll go with you into to death. I'll die with you. And Jesus told him before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. And so when Peter, we know the story of how Peter followed. And I have to get Peter credit because he did follow to see what was going on and what was happening to Jesus, even though he denied him. But when he denied Jesus that third time, you know, the Bible says that his, his eyes met Jesus' eyes and he wept, wept bitterly because he didn't even realize he was denying Christ, but he was afraid. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He was afraid. But when Jesus came back, <laughs> I feel like I'm kind of all over the place, but when Jesus came back from the dead, he told his disciples, he told Mary, go get the disciples and Peter. He wanted to make sure that he brought Peter because he had told Peter that, you know, he was giving him the keys to the kingdom. And if you want to get into a place, you need some keys. You know, if it's locked up, you need some keys. So Peter on the day of Pentecost stood up and let everyone know that they had to be baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost evidence of speaking in tongues. If you read Acts 2 and the whole chapter of Acts, actually read the whole chapter of Acts and you will see what Peter did. Peter stood up, he had the keys. Jesus gave him permission to go there. And he knew that Peter had to be where uh, he told him to be. He had to be there uh, on the day of Pentecost. He had to he sent for Peter, make sure you bring Peter because he knew Peter was the one that was going to be bold enough to stand up and tell them what they needed to do in order to be saved. You know, so we're doing the same thing today. The day of Pentecost happened over 2000 years ago. And that's what happened on the day of Pentecost. They were baptized. He said, he told them about how they had crucified Jesus and they wanted to know, well, what can we do? What must we do? And Peter told them for them to get forgiveness of sins, they must be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidence of speaking in tongues as the spirit of God gives utterance. So going back to uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, the scribes and the Pharisees was hoping to catch Jesus in a trap in this case, adultery. You know, the Jewish law called for stoning, as we see it earlier. Jesus silently stooped down and began writing his finger in the sand. That's a, this is another thing that Jesus wrote. He wrote in the sand. But when we look about, when we look at um, Daniel chapter five, 
we have to take a look and see what he was writing on the wall back then. We have uh, Nebuchadnezzar was, you know, he was doing good in his uh, last part of his reign, but his, uh, well, the Bible says his son, and then uh, they say it was his grandson, Belchazer, uh, explains that even when families and economic plunges happen in their career, he goes on blissfully unaware of his celebrations. So in other words, they were celebrating, but they had gotten the uh, goblets from the house of God. And they were celebrating and they didn't have no regard for what they had gotten from the temple of God. And they were drinking and they were uh, getting drunk. And this is why Jesus was writing on the wall. This is why the uh, writing on the wall happened. And that same night, the kingdom was uh, divided. So the Lord uh, does not allow, what can we learn from that? That we have to have reverence for God, reverence for the house of God, reverence for the things of God. So the three things that we need to know that Jesus wrote were the Ten Commandments, the writing on the wall, and the woman that was caught in adultery. So the things that Jesus said were, you know, those are very important too. But when, you know, people say, well, Jesus said that, it's wrote in red, it's wrote in red. But all of the Bible is inspired by the Holy Ghost, by God. So um, a self-righteous person is the sin. All people are guilty, but often oblivious of their own selves. So we have to not be self-righteous. We have to be righteous in Christ. You know, we have to give God the glory for all the things that he has done for us. You know, a lot of people brag on themselves, say, I I this and I that. And, you know, you can hear it. You can catch it when they're saying I, you know, but God gets the glory for everything that, um, everything that we do that is good. It said all good things come from God. So Jesus uh, let the, let the disciples uh, opened up their understanding when he breathed on them. And then he told them to go to the upper room and he would give them power. So the Holy Ghost gives you power, power to do the right thing. You know, you can um, get baptized and you will feel, you know, when I, when I got baptized, I just felt clean. You know, I just felt like I had gotten a really good bath, you know, but that was enough to keep me for a while. But after a while, if you don't receive the Holy Ghost, which is the power to make you do right, to uh, give you the power, the strength to do right, it's not going to make you do right, but it'll give you the strength to do right. The Holy Ghost is the power that God has sent back. You know, he's the father, he's the son, and he's the Holy Spirit all in one. He, he can't stop being God. There's scripture to let us know that he come in, he said, I come in my father's name. So his name was Jesus. And if he came in his father's name, his father's name, his name must be Jesus. You know, he said, I'm going to send a comforter to you. So that's the Holy Ghost. 
I'll send the comforter in my name, which is the Holy Ghost. And the comforter will keep us. You know, when we say it, we can uh, go down in our soul and just sing unto the Lord and, you know, get happy, you know, and, and not even worry about the things that we're going through. But the Holy Ghost is the power of God. It's the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And we have to seek the Lord in order to get the Holy Ghost. I remember when I went and got baptized, the, the Lord was dealing with me so bad that um, I had went to church. Well, I had had, you know, I had my son before I got married, but my mother, she was saved. She used to always say, well, if you don't go to uh, church, I'm not keeping him for you to go out. If you can't get up and go to church in the morning. So I'll be like, oh God, you know, and I have to drag. I mean, I'll be out sometimes all night, almost all night or whatever, but I would have to get up and go. Sometime I just like, well, I'm just going to Sunday school, you know, but I was getting fed. The word was really going down in my heart, you know, and it just got to the point that I was miserable. I was miserable. I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to go out no more. The last time I went out, I sat there and I cried because smoke was in my eyes and pe you know, people were asking me to dance, men of course asking me to dance and I, I didn't want to be bothered with anybody. I sat there and I cried that night and I made up my mind that night, I'm not going out anymore. I'm not going out anymore. So I stopped, that was my last time that I went out, you know, into the world, into the lounges, into the taverns or whatever you want to call it. And so I, that Sunday, I went to church. I had made up my mind. I'm going to I'm going to get saved. I'm going to give my life unto the Lord. And uh, I went that Sunday morning for Sunday school. And then I stayed for church. And, you know, the pastor was preaching. And it's like I was had a battle going on in my mind. You know, I, I was gone. I wanted to go, but it's like I, can, I just can't do this. I can't. And then, you know, I looked back at the door like I wanted to get up and leave and something was telling me, don't leave here without it. Don't leave here without it. So the pastor was still preaching and I'm battling in my seat. And I just got up and started running toward the front of the church because I felt like I was bound in chains. And I felt like I broke a loose. When I finally broke a loose, I ran, I ran up to the altar and the pastor was still preaching. He told me afterwards that I scared him because I just came charging and running up to the front of the church. But, you know, the Lord was dealing with me so tough. I just knew I couldn't leave, but I was just chained there. I couldn't move, you know, but I thank God he gave me the uh, power to just break a loose. And I went up to the front and he asked me, what did I want? I said, I want to get baptized. And they took me down. I mean, they stopped and took me up there to get baptized and when I came up out of the water I, I I just felt so good I just started screaming I just started screaming so I just thank God for that you know and when I, I felt so good I felt so good I didn't know how to express myself so I just started screaming but I thank God that after getting baptized in the name of Jesus you know that was the power it's power in the name of Jesus you know the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost is titles. They're titles for the name of Jesus. He's the Father, he's the Son, and he is the Holy Spirit. And so 
when I came up out of the water, I, I just knew that the spirit of God was upon me, but I didn't know anything to do but just scream, just holler, you know. And so they were getting me and trying to help me get dressed and everything, but I just felt so good. I didn't even want to leave the church. I just wanted to stay there. But I thank God that I came back on that Wednesday night and they asked me if I wanted to uh, tarry, which is just to wait on the Holy Ghost. And they had what they call the receiving room. And I went up there and they told me, they said, we usually don't take people up here on Wednesday night. We usually let them sit through the Bible class, but I was ready to go. And I went up there and I just began to praise God. Just thank you, Jesus. And so many thoughts was coming to my head that I just started shaking my head because I didn't want to, I was trying to shake those thoughts out, you know, and I just wanted to keep my mind on Jesus. And I just began to praise God. And before I knew it, I was speaking in tongues, just speaking in tongues and, and talking to the Lord and praising God. And I just, you know, I never forget that day. And, you know, I remember seeing in the Bible, uh, in Matthew 28, 19, where it said, be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I really thought that uh, I was like, oh, Lord, I done done the wrong thing. But after studying the word of God and being taught in the word of God, I realized that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost is Jesus, you know, is Jesus' name. So that's like the, the best thing that ever happened. I even wrote one of, my, when one of my classes, they were saying, write something good that happened to you. And she was going to publish it in a book, you know, in a book. But um, I never heard back from her. I mean, she said, this is so personal. Do you really want to put this in there? I said, yeah, I want to put it in there. And so I never heard back from her after that. I never got a book. I never got a copy. I don't know what she did because, you know, the class was over. But I just thank God I'm not ashamed to tell anybody about Jesus, you know, the baptism and the Holy Ghost, which is the power. And I mean, that has been, I guess, what, about 40 years ago now that I have been walking with the Lord, you know, and I have never had a mind to want to turn around and go back because I, you know what, I stayed in the world till I realized that the world didn't have anything to offer me. You know, a lot of times people go back to the world and go back to the things they used to do. Well, I was sick and tired of that. You know, I thank God I stayed out there till I got sick and tired of being sick and tired. So I thank God that he had opened up my understanding and I was ready. I was ready to give my life over to the Lord. So that's pretty much my testimony. We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at 12.45 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at 1060 Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from Highway 270. You can also join us via Zoom. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.